Hi there, we really hope you enjoy this teaching from the Message Trust. To find out more about all the exciting things we're doing, check out our website, message.org.uk. That's fantastic, thank you so much. Um, yeah, just, I was thinking I needed to just give you a bit of an update of my life, and then you sang that song, and basically for 24, 25 years and two months, basically the grace of God has just crashed over me. That's the best way I can describe it, really. Wave after wave, wave after wave of grace, wave after wave of incredible forgiveness and patience, provision, just wave after wave crashing over me. I just feel, yeah, that was very moving. So thank you, worship uh, team. That really was, that was bang on, wave after wave crashing over me. Praise God for that. Okay, well, um, I'm yeah, uh, very honoured uh, to speak to you today. Um, you, you're going to hear some stuff today. I'm going to be really, really uh, honest and open with everybody. Um, I had a sense when I was uh, preparing. Um, I just think God wants to speak to you all individually, okay? So I'm just going to pray for that. And if you can connect yourself to it, you never know what God might do. Heavenly Father, lift everybody in this room. Will you take these words... Will you take my spirit, will you take your Holy Spirit, Father, and will you make these words personal to every single person in this room, just for them, just for now, from you, so that they can have their Brian Houston moment this morning by your Holy Spirit. Help me to speak your words, and Father, we give you all the glory and the honor and praise. If there's anything good that's going to happen today, it's because of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so very, very briefly, um, so you can kind of catch up. Most people will know my story. Um, it's, yeah, you know when you listen to Chris's story? Yeah, kind of makes me go, basically I had an amazing life compared to that one. I really did. But I love how God doesn't have a Richter scale of how bad it was. It just has a Richter scale of the amount of grace that you needed. And in the same way that Chris needed grace, so did I. So, yeah, very briefly, um, pretty, pretty, pretty difficult early life. Um, father became terminally ill age nine. Um, I was deemed to have special needs at school because I couldn't write and spell very wrong. Put me in a special classroom. Um, introduced to alcohol too early. Um, father got iller and iller. Left school at 16. Uh, virtually uneducated. At 18, my father died. Within a year, my mum was uh, sectioned under mental health. The authorities came to the house and told me I couldn't look after my mum and took her away and put her into what could only be described as an asylum. Uh, And 18 years, yeah, that's when I first felt uh, that sense of just loneliness and brokenness and clearly didn't know Christ. Um, Got a job as a door-to-door loan collector, loan salesman and debt collector, um, and yeah, I was, shall we say, reasonably qualified for the job because as well as being mixed up, I'd also become a, a very violent, angry young man involved in some stuff that I, to this day, have deep regret over, um, culminating in me being arrested uh, for, I would say, vigorously defending myself when attacked. So pretty grim, really, and I'm on my own, and it's not great. But somehow, things 
went really well in my chosen career. Um, it was the only career option I had, so I called it chosen. The other career was putting lids on paintings, so it was definitely an upgrade. And I was successful in the world, so over about 12 years, um, I became successful running finance companies, lots of businesses, uh, property development, you name it, I was involved in it. And if you'd have seen me in the late, late 80s, it all looked amazing. I had a big house, big car, married two children, and everything looked brilliant. But the truth was, underneath the veneer, and it was such a veneer, um, I, was a, I was just a deeply broken person. Um, yeah. So I wasn't the best husband I could have been to my first wife. Um, I wasn't, at the time, uh, the best father I could be to my two little daughters. And... Yeah, I basically lost everything. So I lost my marriage, had to leave home, uh, ended up as destitute as I would ever want to be with two little girls. Um, yeah, uh, 32, basically. Um, lost and ruined my life. But I met these people who had met this other guy called Jesus. I thought he was great. I liked him. He sounded ace. Fresh start, redeemed, forgiven, grace. Yielded to his love um, 25 years ago, uh, began a journey. Um, very difficult first few years. Um, I would think I was probably the worst baby Christian in the history of baby Christians, but I actually think some of you could give me a run for my money, definitely. But, um, <laughs> and some of you even now. So yeah, um, story of grace, of people who never gave up on me. And part of... My restoration was meeting my wife, Lizzie, who yeah, was very much part of God's rebuilding me from the inside in terms of believing in me when nobody else did and sticking with me as I recovered from a broken life, which takes time. And to a certain extent, I'm sure there's some brokenness there that God uses even to this day. Um, but I'm redeemed and forgiven. So um, the cap story, 21 years ago, started in a home office in Bradford with £10 went out onto the streets of Bradford with the idea of helping poor and needy people get out of debt, which I'd got out of debt, and basically making sure that everybody I met, I told them about Jesus. I mean, it wasn't a very in-depth strategic plan, and I just went out, and that's what I did. Um, give God all the glory, honour, and praise. He's done amazing. So CAP has now grown. So here in the UK, we have 600 uh, CAP centres based across the UK. We have 1,200 frontline workers. We have a staff of 300. We have yeah, a budget a little bit like what you said. Um, and it's been a phenomenal journey. God has blessed us and encouraged us, and we continue to press forward. I've just come back from Canada where we've got the bridgehead. We've got 12 centres around Toronto already in the last four years. Three weeks' time, go out to celebrate New Zealand's 10 years where they're now in every major city across New Zealand and also in Australia so it's been a miracle and God has blessed and overwhelmed me and Lizzie and we can't believe we're still involved because at the end of the day we're just Johnny Boy and Lizzie we just love Christ we've got a heart for his kingdom and somehow by wave after wave of grace we're still here and we're still going on so what I wanted to um, speak to you today about um, so people ask me all sorts of uh, very polite questions and really encouraging questions like, oh, what's the one thing you'd, you know, what's the one secret? <laughs> what's the secret, man? The secret is Jesus. There is no other secret. It's not about, like, what's the secret? What have, what's the secret? It's Jesus is the secret. It's like, you know, like, what have you worked out? Nothing. Every innovation, every idea, every compassion for the poor, every drive, every commitment, every step of faith, everything. Jesus, 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 Jesus. So he's the secret. 
the one thing that I love about the creator of heaven and earth is he would allow us, with our intellect created and our soul and spirit by him, that he would allow us to engage with things of life so that we would partake and understand a little bit more about what he's about. So I bring this message to you from that little bit more that I have picked over the years, and I believe it will, it will help you. So um, I'm going to talk to you about dusting off. You have it behind the screen. It's my, yeah, you, you'll see it behind there. Um, let me, um, let's have a look at the word. Matthew 14, uh, it's at 10 verse 14, it says, If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. Very uh, yeah, well-known and often used and yeah, massive wide variance of what that means. But uh, for me, I found myself looking at the Amplified Version. Um, so this is what the Amplified Version says. It is, and whoever, whoever will not receive and accept and welcome you, nor listen to your message, as you leave that town or house, dust, shake the dust of it from your feet. How you are received, how you are accepted, how you are welcomed, how you would listen to. As we will discover, the dust I believe that Jesus was pointing to in this message is what people give you. Dust is very, very personal, as you will see. Jesus knew, um, yeah, without a shadow of doubt, that even when you go in and doing what God's called you to do, doing it where he told you to do it, how he told you to do it, with who he told you to do it with, that things might not turn out as you planned, or is it just me? Amen? Okay, by the way, if everything's worked out as planned, it's probably a little weak plan, I would suggest. You know what I mean? It's got to be something so bold that it probably won't work. That's my general strategic planning approach. Um, ideas sometimes don't work. We can be real, can't we? Is that okay? Or is it just me? Sometimes things don't go as well as you think. You make mistakes. Life has this. Um, prayers that seemingly go unanswered. Efforts that seemingly don't yield a harvest that we'd hoped for. And that you will not be universally received or celebrated. Yeah, so for 21 years since I started CAP, um, me and Lizzie have, have really lived this message. And anyone involved in growing a life trying to reflect Christ in their family, uh, being a Christian, going the extra mile, building churches, building ministries, reaching the poor, proclaiming the gospel. Um, some of this stuff is just going to happen. And I'm believing that as I go through this, um, there's going to be some of this dust that you can recognize. And at the end of this, we're going to give everybody a chance to dust off. Amen? Because as you'll discover, if you're covered in dust, you're no good for the kingdom of God. That's why Jesus said you should shake the dust off your feet. So let's have a little look at a little look at dust so you can get the connection. So this is what dust actually looks like. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Okay, it's 80 to 90% dead skin. So even the dust actually is from other people. However wonderful that sounds to you. And the truth is, there are some pretty nasty stuff. Um, there are some pretty nasty stuff in dust. So here's a dust mite. There's a dust mite. That's what they look like. Okay. Let me tell you, there is some pretty gruesome stuff in the dust that other people put on you, as you will uh, come to see. So I want to look at just five um, elements of what I consider the dust of other people that has been dropped on me um, and Lizzie over the years. And I'm sure some of it will have been dropped on you. And we're going to go a little bit 
through that and see where we go. So the first uh, dust that I want to talk about, you can take the dust mite off, thank you. Okay, is this one, the dust of what others think of you. The dust of what others said to you. The dust done to you or not done for you. Last year I thought God had done a miracle because the letters stopped, only to discover that my PA had decided not to show me anymore. <laughs> But I'll tell you what, it's, it was my integrity and my relationship with Christ that pulled me and Lizzie through. Because I knew that my God knew everything I'd done wrong and he still loved me. Amen. Amen. And I knew that he would, he knew my heart and Lizzie's heart, that we did want to help the poor. I knew, my, I knew Christ was with us. I knew he, yeah, wanted us to carry on. So we dusted it off and we just carried on. It's a good job we did because as we know now, yeah, 20 years since there now, 600 centres. Um, I'm really glad we carried on for the 12 people who go debt-free every day, one every 20 working minutes. I'm really glad for the 1,700 people who've just found jobs through our job clubs, 170 in the UK, who've been out of work for more than two years. I'm really pleased, above all else, for the last month we're celebrating our 7,000th individual who'd found Christ. And I'm really excited that every day we see six people find Christ their personal saviour. So I'm really glad that I dusted off. I don't care what anybody's spoken over you. People told me I was a failure. P people said all sorts about me. Okay, but there's only one person whose opinion I'm really interested in, and that's his. And a very few close people who I respect and are open to speak into my life when I need to be spoken into. But if people have spoken things over you, failure, you'll never amount to anything. This is who you are, judging you without knowing you. Listen, you've got to dust it off because that will, if you don't dust that off, that will that will make you incapable of serving Jesus Christ as he wants you to serve. You've got to serve him free. You've got to serve him released. The second dust. Oh dear. Uh, yeah, a failure. Uh, failure is a, is a dust that just builds up on you and disappointment, you know, slowly as dust does. You know, if you leave a room empty and never go in it and you go back a month later, you know there just will be dust there. Life creates dust. And this is the stuff, especially if you're doing something on the front edge for Christ, which if ever there was a group of people who are doing this, I'm speaking to you right now, you're going to get this kind of stuff. You just are. You just are. So in terms of failing and disappointment, um, yeah, just, uh, just, yeah, I ended up living in one room with two little girls. Um, I've made loads of mistakes and I was struggling to feed my kids. Um, we were very poor. I'd lost my marriage. I'd lost my home. I'd lost everything. I was hounded, ironically, by debt collectors. I had nothing. Um, I'd really failed. And my children paid a price for my failure. My nine-year-old daughter grew up too young. Um, my two kids stopped asking me for anything in a supermarket. Um, I've had occasions putting things back on the supermarket shelf and listening to a group of people behind me loudly saying what they think of me so I can hear. Okay, we've had Christmas Day where me and my girls just had baking sandwiches on our own. Okay, so I know what it is to make a hash of your life. I know what it is to be a failure. I know what it is to hurt the people most dear to you. So I do know what that is. But Jesus Christ did not want me and he does not want you to live in your disappointments and your failures. He don't want you. Those can 
create in you something of great price for him, a grace and understanding of what it is for other people to realize that you get things wrong so that when you're speaking to people, they know you know what it's like to get things wrong. It's a dust that needs to be dusted off to get you forward. Whatever you have done wrong, whatever mistakes you have made in your life, I am here to proclaim and testify that Jesus Christ is bigger than any mistake you have made, you are making, or you will make. Amen? Honestly, I don't care. Neither does he. Now, do you learn from your mistakes? Yeah, that's called wisdom. But shaking the dust off. Um, some of the failures at Kappa uh, are legendary. So, you like this one. Okay. So, um, right early on in the Cap days, I realized I wanted to do something to prevent people from getting into debt. So, I put together a family finance evening. So every ministry at the beginning always has somebody like Jeff with them. So Jeff is, continues to be, the encourager of encouragers. So he always turns up, he always says well done, even if it's not. He always says you spoke best ever, even if you didn't. He's just a Mr. Encourager. So he said he helped me with the family finance evening. So we booked a room, we had three rooms to pick. One that could pick six people in, one twelve or one twenty-four. Which one do you think me and Jeff booked? The twenty-four room and we advertised our family finance we even printed some t-shirts seriously with family finance John and Jeff you with me we were fired up and ready to go got there early prayed about it got ready this was gonna change people's lives ready here we go we were starting at seven usual Christian time for for 7 30 so when people start to not come you're not worried till 7 30 but people are always late so you don't start to think about it until 20 to 8 but by quarter to 8 even Jeff's beginning to wonder if we told them the right time never mind Jeff somebody will come okay no one came I mean no one came except Jeff just me and Jeff we, had to t- we just had to literally put all the folders away, put the chairs away, shut the door, go out, and try somehow to make it seem like it had worked. Well, it hadn't, because nobody came. And that's failure. Okay, everybody all right with that? It is a failure. That's okay. It just didn't work. So I had two options. I either was wrong about family finance and prevention of debt, or I was right. God had either given me an idea, or he hadn't. And I believe that God had given me it. So I refused to give up on the idea. And that's a good thing I did. We relaunched it five years later. It's called Cap Money. Cap Money now is the largest provider of face-to-face financial education in the UK. We have 800 churches and 2,500 money coaches. It's also the largest provider of face-to-face financial education in New Zealand and in Australia. And we've already got 120 churches doing it in Canada in four and a half years. That's Cap Money. Well, that Cap Money was a total failure. But I dusted off the failure because I knew God was with me. If I had allowed that dust to settle on me, we've seen about 19,000 people a year go through this course. It's saving so many people from getting into debt. So you've got to be willing to dust off failure. Now, did we rebrand it? Yes, we did. Did we do it a bit different? Yes, we did. That's learning. But we didn't give up on it. We kept going. Um, my other, uh, one of my best disasters ever <clears throat> was my first mail shot for regular income. So I sent a mail shot to 250 uh, supporters asking if they give £10 a month to help Cap. By the way, Cap was me and Lizzie. In our first year, we, re- we raised £10,000. Okay, that's it. We lived off £4,000. Uh, we did eventually lose our home. We didn't get paid for 13 years, so on time for 13 years. So it took a while. Okay? 
Now we've got 29,000 regular givers, okay? But this was my first mail out for regular givers. 250, ready to go. Surely 100 will give a 10 quid. That's it, we're in, we can survive. So I sat there on the Saturday morning behind the letterbox like a wicket keeper. Like Lizzie, the postman's coming up the steps. It's okay. Here they come. You might not be able to get them all through the letterbox. I need to have the ready to open it just to take the sack of regular giving forms from him. Because I'm a man of faith and I've got high expectancy of my Lord and Saviour. So I go out in faith and belief and hope. Okay, we've got five, five replies. Yes. Hallelujah, Lizzie. Let's be grateful for these five and let's open them together and celebrate what God has done. Three of them were saying, please take me off your mailing list. Uh, sorry, four said, please take me off. No, three take me off the mailing list. One was just abusive, which is okay. And the, four, the final one, the last envelope we opened, which we thought there'll be at least one because that'll be a good chapter in Nevertheless, although I didn't know I was writing Nevertheless at the time. That was from someone who said, if you were the last person on earth and this was the last thing on earth, I still would not give you any money okay so that's a complete failure i mean you can't get listen marketing and fight relax you are not gonna get as bad a result as i got okay it's impossible you can't get worse than that unless you've got 250 letters saying get lost you're hopeless if you achieve that don't come anywhere near my marketing team (laughs) but i didn't give up i didn't give up because i knew regular income was important because i knew i could do debt counseling people were finding christ but could we raise the money could we empower people engage people so we did it again and again and again and we tried and tried and tried and changed and changed and changed and now twenty-nine thousand regular donors we have a 11 and a half million pound budget as a charity we're 75 percent regularly funded and that's not only here in the uk but also in australia and new zealand and we're already got nearly 900 regular givers in canada so it totally totally failed but i did not give up on what god had called me because i was able to dust it off and go again so many people get stuff like hands and they just crumble and go, oh, it's, it's not going to work oh my gosh sort that out man the kingdom of God would be so much further advanced if we had a bit more get up and go and didn't get put off by stuff not working. Seriously, man. We're children of God. We should have a bit more umfiness to get over stuff that doesn't work and do it a different way. And it was a horrendous letter, okay? Don't give up. Dust off mistakes. If you've made mistakes and got things wrong, you're going to dust that off. Thirdly, the dust of sin and unforgiveness okay we're, I don't think we talk enough about uh, sin um, because I think we're sometimes afraid to talk openly about the grace of God amen well I'm going to talk about it okay um, you know somebody gets saved on a Monday and we expect them to be in a mid-group Thursday uh, praying Saturday in church Sunday tithing by Sunday dinner time speaking in tongues on Monday and leading a ministry into their community by Tuesday. Are we all okay on that? Everybody okay with that? Everybody okay with that? Ridiculous expectation. Look at yourself. Let's be honest. So I was born again in a traumatic place. Okay. So in my first few years, I had problems still with the remnants of drink. Okay. I had the remnants of drugs. I had the remnants of some really poor decisions relationally with people of the other sex. I was messed up. 
Everybody okay? I was messed up. I was messed up. And I still mess up. Praise God, nowhere near like I used to. But I still fall short. Don't know if anybody in the room does. Just a little bit of encouragement that somebody going, oh, I can't believe that. <laughs> Surely not. And I'm brilliant. I do everything right. I never have a poor thought in my body. And I'm always loving people. And I forgive everybody all the time. Seriously, we're all the same. Amen. We're fallen. That's why I died on the cross for the forgiveness of sins. And it says in my Bible that if you will repent, that he will forgive you. Amen. And the enemy would want to pull you and stop you because you get things wrong. Okay? We don't wallow in sin. We fight against it. Amen? And I am a testimony of a transformed life through the power of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah? But I'm not going to let my mistakes stop me in my tracks. Okay? Just this week in Toronto. I'll be honest. Um, I've got five days in Toronto. Um, I'm extremely good on the internet. I'm very strong personally about it, yeah? I've got blockers on all the stuff. If anybody's, you know, guys will know all about this. If you go on the internet, you're just one click away. Everybody okay for being one click away? Or is it just me? Because I've done everything I can to stop the one click away. I've done everything, and God has been very gracious to me in that area of my life, okay? But I'll be honest with you, uh, when I was in Canada on Wednesday, I looked at something that I shouldn't have looked at, okay? I just did. And I felt, I felt so dreadful, you know, I felt dreadful. I just felt dreadful. I thought, oh God, here I am. I've got a massive job to do here. I've got big things. I'm minister, you know, God, forgive me. And I was, I was upset because it's so rare. Praise God, it's so rare. I had two options. Give up on my five-day trip to Canada, yeah? Or go before my Lord and Savior and say, Jesus Christ, your word says that you will forgive me. I have fallen short of your call on my life. Will you please forgive me? I am repentant. Please, God, will you forgive me? Because I need you, because I've got some stuff to do in the next three days. I managed to dust off sin. And God's spirit did come in, and we did have an amazing few days. And I felt, I felt even more his presence. Don't let sin, don't let mistakes stop you doing what God has called you to do. Amen? Don't let it. Dust off. Allow God's mercy and forgiveness into your life. And those who have received mercy can give mercy. Those who have experienced his grace can give his grace. And this world needs grace and needs forgiveness. We don't need false, perfect people. Hallelujah. Just dust it off and keep going. Hebrews 12.1 Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Can I have a hallelujah from somebody, please? Hallelujah. Come on. Throw off everything that hinders. Throw it off. Not someone will come and take it off. You throw it off. You actively throw it off. You dust off and allow God's mercy and grace to forgive you and release you. Because it says in my Bible that he throws it far as east is from the west. Amen? And the Bible's not a pick and mix job. You don't just pick the bits you want. You pick the bits that it applies to you, which is all of it. And it says that you're forgiven. A fourth type of dust. Um, this is a, an interesting one. But this, I call this the dust of success. Or success dust, okay? 
Um, it's an interesting kind of dust, again, not often talked about, but I'm going to do it. Uh, God is a God who blesses, amen? God is a God who brings success, amen? I mean, you're in the middle of it. I mean, if you could sit here today and listen to what you've just listened to and not realize that you've got success going off all over, you need to, yeah, come and see me afterwards, all right? <laughs> okay? And I got, we got some success pretty alone with Cap. I remember, you know, I remember the first client that I led to the Lord. I remember the first couple in church. I remember the first house I stopped from being repossessed by going to court. I remember the very first time that I realized God had anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to, you know, give sight to the blind, to release the prisoners. I just, it's happening, just me and Lizzie. And it was successful. But I didn't let that success dust settle on me neither. So I just shook it off. So when things work, I just shake them off. I go, thank you, God, that works. And then I go, but what about? What about something else? What about bigger, faster, stronger, greater? When I stepped out in faith and things, God answered my faith. I didn't let the dust of faith settle on me. I shook it off and I went again with another step of faith. And you'd be delighted to know 25 years later, I'm still doing that today. I'm still stepping out in faith. I'm still believing that God will, is with me. And I've increased the scale of the faith and I've increased the scale of what I'm doing. But I haven't less success fall on me um, you know you just have to look around your organizations that were amazing 30 years ago but the dust of success settled on them uh, in Canada they've just closed the Sears department store in all America so Sears department store has gone bust okay it's gone completely bust they're shutting all 143 stores in Canada across all America it's finished no more Sears shop 30 years ago, they were right at the forefront of, of what it was to have a department store. Very successful, one of the highest companies in America yield and return on. And do you know what they did? They allowed the dust of success to settle on them. And they just let it settle and let it settle. We know what we're doing. We know what we're doing. We're brilliant. We know what we're doing. We're brilliant. We know what the world moved on. They didn't move on. And bang, they're finished. We cannot allow the dust of success to settle on us as ministries. We cannot allow the dust of success to settle on you as an individual when things go well. Enjoy things going well, but don't settle for what's going on now. Set your bar higher and allow the success to inspire you to do better, not to just wear you down. And organizations that allow this dust are in trouble. And for leaders, it is crucial. Thinking too well of ourselves, pride, arrogance, complacency, reduced effort, reduced determination to do things better, lack of a willingness to risk You know, when we had no money, so when me and Lizzie, so we were five months behind with our mortgage, our house was about to repossessed. Hallelujah, praise the Lord, caps going well. Okay? And it was really easy for us to step out in faith because we didn't have anything to lose. So it didn't really matter until somebody offered us a caravan to live in and Lizzie was seven months pregnant and she only once in our 21 years of marriage she turned around to me and she said, you go have another word with your God because I'm not having my first child in a caravan. I went, Lizzie, I'll go do that. So I went off, <laughs> trolled off. Oh, Heavenly Father, we are in trouble now. I'm sorry I thanked you for the caravan earlier this morning. I'm sorry I thanked you for that caravan in somebody's back garden. It really should, forget that prayer. We're not happy with the caravan. We need something a bit better, okay? But what I mean is it's relatively easy to step out in faith because we've nothing to lose. Listen, I am determined that Christians Against Poverty till the last breath in my body will continue to step out in faith again and again and again and again. Keep pushing forward. I'm not gonna let the dust of success stop me reaching 
the very last person I personally can reach and that we can reach through crap. It's because of them that I'm risking. And they're way more important than our failure. And they're way more important than what other people think. I don't care what any other body thinks about me. I'm not bothered what the world thinks. I'm bothered what Jesus thinks. And he thinks I'm ace. And he thinks Cap's fantastic. But he's got another 400 centers for us. I have no idea where they're going to come from. I've been told again and again it won't happen. Hallelujah. Well, we might fall short and get 900. My own personal vision is to see a person saved every hour, 24 hours a day before I leave the ministry. That's my own personal one. We're about eight hours a day now. We're about a third, we're eight people a day saved around the world. We're a third there. Now, we could, we could stop on eight. Do you know what I mean? We could go, eight's brilliant. But it's not brilliant. It's got to be 24. And people look at me and go, he's lost it. I have lost it for the kingdom of God. I have lost it for people that I want to find Christ. I don't care what people think. We're on it. The dust of success. And finally, uh, your own dust. <sighs> dear me. This is a, this, oh dear. Okay, I will probably have upset a few people. A little bit of an upset warning coming for everybody. Everybody just giving a bit of a warning here to prepare yourself for this one. I always do this last because I do it first, you forget about it. So I do this one last because this is, okay, this is you now. So this is your own dust. This is what you put on yourself, Okay. Negativity, oh my gosh, negative thinking, um, allowing negativity just to start, just to start a little bit in the back here, oh I'm not sure it's as good as that, a little bit of negativity about people, just a little negativity just starts and that dust if it's not shaken off starts to grow into cynicalness, that's not even a word but I make words up all the time, don't worry, you know what I mean. And then what it means, it then turns into judgment. Judgment is the most unattractive thing you could ever possess. Amen? You know, people come up to me and say, oh, I, I would like to, I'd like to tell you I've seen what's wrong. And I, I'm a prophet. I go, you're not a prophet. Everybody can see what's wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't get that. The Lord's told me. You know, it's like, seriously, everybody, chill out. Nobody wants to know what's wrong. People want to know what you're going to do about what's wrong. People want to know about your encouragement to people who are struggling. Amen? So you can dust your, you can go and dive into a dust bath yourself. Negativity, skepticism, niggles, slow burning, ungodly thinking. It's the dust that you need to shake off because that will kill you faster than all the other camps of dust. And one of these days you'll be sat in a corner on your own, cynical and judgmental, and you'll have missed what God had for you. Amen? Just shake it off, man. Be gracious. Fill the gap. Fill the gap. You know when you see somebody do something and you don't know why? How do you fill that gap? How do you fill it? Do you fill it with grace? When somebody makes a mistake, do you fill the gap by going, do you know what, they're good people, they're trying hard and they've got it wrong and made a mistake, I'll be there for them. Or do you go, I always knew they'd get it wrong. Come on everybody, check that off you today. It will kill you, amen. Yeah, you clap yourselves for checking it off, that's great. By the way, if one person claps, you might as well all clap because it doesn't work if you, if you stop, it takes a while. <laughs> Philippians 3, 13, 15, brothers, Oh, this is the dust off one. This is, my, this is my life application scripture, this one. I live by this. Me and Lizzie have lived by it. It's one of our five life application scriptures. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, one thing I do, 
forgetting what is behind and straining towards the head, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenless. All of us then who are mature, okay, let me just stop there, should take such a view. Listen, people, I'm not judging this, okay, everybody's different. But sometimes people say maturity in the Christian world is around sort of being very learned or being theological. And I'm not saying that's not, okay? But my Bible says that mature Christians do that because they've learned what it is to walk with Christ. They've learned what it is to check off what they've done wrong. They learn to check off what other people think. They learn to check off their own mistakes. They learn to check off dust. And they press forward. All those who are mature, it's a sign of maturity because you've got to have gone through it to understand it. You've got to have made mistakes and forgiven yourself. You've got to forgive the people. You've got to be gracious when you, it's hard. You've got to forget. Keep your heart right towards other people. And I love this. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear. Can we all just chill out that people think differently to you? It's not your job to change them. Just get on with what God's called you to do. I can't do with all that. I'm going to convince you whether it's right or wrong. I can't convince anybody with anything's right or wrong. I'm too busy doing what God's called me to do without worrying about what other people think. Amen. Just get on with it. Everybody thinks differently. Great. So what? So what? And your idea is not the only way anyway. There's probably loads and loads of different ways to do it. And God can make the worst idea work. Or the best idea fails. So chill out on the I know what to do. You probably don't. Amen? Amen. But getting on with it, you'll find out what to do. You'll find out what to do. So I'm going to, uh, I am going to go five minutes over. I hope that's okay. I'm going to uh, play a clip in one moment's time. And I'm going to believe that God is going to minister to individually. But just to finish off, okay, so you can get the concept of what you're doing. So I am, Cap is... You are, you are, and all you are, and the message trust. Do you know the one thing that you do constantly, all the time? What you did in South Wales with those 25 kids. What you did in Birmingham. Where's Mr. Birmingham gone? Don't start chanting his name. Well, anyway, he knows who he is, Mr. Birmingham. Yeah, Shane. Yeah, what you're doing, mate. You know, what you're doing in your, you know, what you're doing anywhere in the world. Your dust shaker offers. You grab older people, like Chris, and you shake the dust off him. And you go, I don't care what you've done. I don't care who you are. I'm going to shake the dust off you. You're going to be dust-free, born-again, spirit-filled. And we're going to keep dusting you off. And we're going to show you how to dust off. And we're going to speak the word so you know that you are forgiven. I mean, what a testimony of someone who's been dusted off. Man, if anybody's life could be defined by their past, it's Chris's. What he did, man, but he's shaking the dust off. And you, as an organization... I've created an environment of shaking dust off people, just like I do, just like we do. The thousands and thousands we see, we're shaking the dust off fathers who think they're useless and saying you're a good dad. Mothers who can't feed their kids, shake the dust off. You can do this. We believe in you. I've been out of work for 17 years. I still believe you can get a job. Come on, smile. You've got some skills. Go for a job interview. We are, dust, we are basically a dusting off ministry. That's what we do anywhere we can in the world. And so are you. We're bringing the ultimate duster offer it's called Jesus Christ and he gets you free and he keeps you free and that's what you do amen amen as you can see I'm very enthusiastic about what you guys do uh, my only problem with coming in is I want to come and work for you but I can't okay and you wouldn't want me anyway trust me okay so we're just gonna have just let this video okay so this video will speak to you as an individual but also I hope it encourages you in what you're about that you're a dusting off bunch of people. Go out there and dust as many off 
as many as you can, as fast as you can, as much as you can. Keep dusting them off. Keep reminding them that Jesus is the ultimate releaser and freer. And let's go and dust people off, introduce them to Jesus, and see your communities and see this amazing work continue to prosper. Let's watch the screens. No need to clap. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out message.org.uk to find out how you can support or even get involved with one of our teams.